Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. My name is Evan Barton, and I'm your host who helps create conversations with the innovators and leaders of a growing tech center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Grow With Us podcast highlights in Tulsa Talent's work of bridging Tulsa talent with tech opportunities and the revolutionary work around the city. In Tulsa's mission is to connect talented individuals and companies to stimulate economic growth in Tulsa and to create more prosperous communities across the region. Each episode, Grow With Us discusses the growth of opportunities, the growth of communities striving for change, or the tech and innovation that is changing the landscape of Tulsa. On this episode of Grow With Us, we are in conversation with Emily Hardin, the program director of Techlahoma. We discuss the organization and community of Techlahoma, their upcoming conferences and events in 2023, and how connecting technologists can stimulate community, business, and connections in the state of Oklahoma. Emily, it's so great to have you on this podcast. I'm so excited. I am too. Thank you so much for having me. So Emily, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to our Grow With Us audience in kind of whatever way you feel comfortable. Sure. So I'm Emily Hardin. I am the executive director of Techlahoma Foundation. Techlahoma has been around since 2014. And Basically, my role is to facilitate all the creative ideas that our tech community has. So everyone has a cool idea. My job is to make cool idea happen. In my personal life, I am married to my husband, Jeffrey. He's amazing. We have two dogs that I love so much, regardless of how much they run around the house and (laughs) make a mess. And we play a lot of board games and a lot of video games, and I'm a big nerd. I love it. I I, I was going to say when you said dogs, it could be kids running around and making them. <laughs> That's so true. We are proudly, uh, oh, I don't know what it's called, dink Dink, yes. I, so dual income, no kids with a dog. Okay. Dink wads. Yes, see, see. because dogs are <laughs> 100% not cost equivalent to a child, but um, maybe equal when it comes to destruction, yeah, <laughs> and serotonin, but exactly. also yeah, yeah, is a it's a little teeter totter of uh, benefits. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I I had the pleasure of meeting your husband at the uh, Techlahoma um, town hall that we went to at the end of uh, December, which was really cool. I, I want to talk a little bit more about that kind of later on, um, but I want to also kind of give you the floor to talk about your experience with Tulsa. What is, what's your relationship with Tulsa like and how have, how have you navigated that? Yeah, so I grew up in Owasso, so Tulsa County. Tulsa was so far away. I was like, what is Tulsa? What is this crazy place? <laughs> Went to school in Stillwater at OSU and then spent six months in Oklahoma City and said, nah, I need to go back to Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And now I live in Tulsa proper and I love it. I... I think I was listening to last month's podcast and like every restaurant that I go to is delicious. And there are people that move here with like Tulsa remote and different programs. And they'll tell me about a restaurant that I've never heard of. Yes. I'd love it when that happens. And I'm like, (laughs) how do you know about all these places? I've lived here. I've lived here my whole life basically. And I've never heard of this place. How do you know about this place? So good food, good people. It's just been a great experience being here. And I think, there's a really good opportunity for growth and change and a lot of ability for movement in your career, in your life, figuring out what you want to do. I think Tulsa is a great place for figuring out what you want to do with your life. Yeah, I I, I so agree with that. And I, I think um, what I'm, I guess I would add on or just uh, editorialize for myself is that like, for me, 
I feel like I have grown with Tulsa and Tulsa is also grown at the same rate almost as like I have as a person. I mean, I'm in my mid 20s now. I had a birthday like two months ago that really stressed me out. That I was in my, which I don't know. That's ridiculous to say. But um, 25 was a little scary. Oh, but I'm turning 30 this year. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. It's fine. Um, but it was just, it was, it kind of allowed me to reflect on like, I, I you know, I moved to Tulsa when I was um, eight or nine years old. So 2007 or eight. And like, I have seen the city grow so much kind so of much. just in this midtown area, which is kind of where I was predominantly um, approximated to, but also in the North Tulsa area, now more in downtown, like just in high school, like I feel like we, I've said this on the podcast a lot of times, but other, and other people have echoed it, but like, you know, if you've been a long time Tulsan, the downtown area hasn't been historically the place where people convene for mul- a multitude of reasons. Um, but now I feel like there are, there is a community of people doing different things in the downtown area mm-hmm. in such a large an organized effort kind of you've got this entrepreneurial community you've got this growing innovation in tech space that's growing you've got the brewery scene the bars nightlife like it's kind of all growing at the same time and so it's kind of uh i don't it feels inclusive of each other which is cool yeah i'm like nodding my head this entire time and forgetting that we're in an audio podcast and (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah totally no nodding is uh the same i if you weren't nodding or your version of nodding is my version of when you're talking going, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I do that constantly. So, throughout this episode, if you hear nothing, it's because I'm nodding. That's why. Quietly affirming, which yes. we love. Yes. Um, kind of another question about Tulsa, just more roundabout, like what has just this tech, pers- from a tech perspective, how have you seen that grow? I-, I think that you have a great finger on the pulse on kind of how this community has grown. And what, what have you seen organically or even naturally kind of in in your position? Yeah. So I started in my position during COVID. So I originally started as community manager in September 2020. So I kind of never got to see the pre-COVID tech scene really. Mm -hmm. But I will say that since I've begun in the past two and a half years, I've really seen the shift in mindset from things like Holberton getting started and expanding and expanding and expanding. Yes. 36 moving over towards uh, right across the street from Holberton. That's really exciting. We have user groups that are meeting and new people hearing about tech and changing their careers into tech all of the time. And I think Tulsa has kind of allowed that to happen in a really easy way in a way that they foster that growth um we do similar things in oklahoma city as well um and i know i think we'll speak to that later but basically in tulsa because i'm here i'm a little biased um you know i think there's just such a sense of community and such a sense of people that if you don't know how to help someone someone else can help you yeah and that's exactly what it's like in the tech field as well. Yeah. And that that specific quality is so important to, I think, creating community, but also creating a community that is mutually interested in 
and supporting each other, which I guess is really a foundation of community. How, how are we uplifting each other? And exactly. so I love that um, that that feels like a tenant kind of of Tecklahoma and the work that you guys do. So go ahead and tell us a little bit more about like your role at Tecklahoma and, and what what you do specifically and also what the organization does. Yeah. So Tecklahoma's mission is to enrich the lives of Oklahoma technologists of all backgrounds through education, connection and opportunity. So Exactly like you said, connecting everyone together, that's like a really big portion of Tecklahoma. We put on three conferences a year. Those serve like anywhere from 75 to 150 to 250 people. We have user groups that meet monthly and they kind of delve into specific topics. So for instance, we have OKC Sharp, which obviously talks about C Sharp. We have people that meet in Tulsa with a Tulsa UX group that are going to talk about user experience, user design. My role primarily is to facilitate those kinds of conversations, make sure that everyone knows who they can connect to to get something done. Techlahoma is very much a volunteer-run group. I facilitate the volunteers in doing that. I like to think of myself as the least tech person in Techlahoma. <laughs> I consider myself tech adjacent. So I want to be the person that can tell you Java and JavaScript are different. I know that. But that's probably like the limit of my tech. And I'm going to rely on the people that know it best to help me and figure out how I can best help serve them. So. Yeah, no, I, I that's so funny. I also consider myself like more tech adjacent because yeah. like I know how to use some things, but I don't know how to create those things. <laughs> totally understand. Um, and and obviously that's a, a specific um, field and and passion that some people have, and and I might acquire it. Who knows? Like I right, I could right. learn a language or two. Maybe we'll see. Well, but yeah, and that's kind of how I got started too. Like I went to a user group meetup because I was like, what do I want to do with my life? And uh, I went and learned HTML and CSS and said, this is kind of cool. Started on JavaScript and said, no, that's not for me. Yep. Um, and that's how I was like, I can do something that talks to tech people. I like working with tech people, my friends, my family, my husband, all tech people. I am not a tech person. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I think like what's at least unifying and kind of interest is that if you're like, um, I know you mentioned this at the beginning, like playing video games and like play and and certain media things like those like only add to my like tech adjacency, but yes. also like to the people that I know I would have something in common with. I can I can talk about video games with probably so many people because 100%. and and I'm sure that that person like might be a game developer or like a yeah. or a. a a software engineer or something like that. Obviously not exclusively, but you know, it, it just creates the overlapping circles. 100%. We we actually have an Oklahoma City game dev group and a Tulsa game dev group. I know the Tulsa game dev group, one of their next meetups is going to be at Aru. So Give cool. them a plug. They, yes. They're such a cool place. You should, you should so check them out. It's a VR game cafe and bar and events right. like they just they do lots of really cool stuff i there. think that's a good example of how tech in tulsa has really kind of shifted like yeah. we have this location that's entirely fun focused tech space yeah. right 
Like that's pretty exciting. I've never done VR either, so I've I've got to go oh, do it. Oh, you have to do it. <laughs> um, you might have to take a Dramamine. That's what I've heard. The motion sickness <laughs> will will come for me, and I I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> One of the things that we hinted at kind of a little bit earlier in the conversation was like about how Techlahoma is really inclusive of Oklahoma and its its urban centers, so Oklahoma City and Tulsa. Um, and I'm really interested in like that interstate um, collaboration between the two. So can you kind of tell me like more, tell me and us a little bit more about how the two cities collaborate through the programming? Yeah, yeah. So we actually were started because there were people in Tulsa and people in Oklahoma City who realized they were doing the same thing and decided to connect and kind of meet with each other and say, hey, we're kind of doing the same thing here. Why don't we pull together and make this thing happen? Mm -hmm. So we actually have conferences that predate the existence of Techlahoma. A lot of our user groups predate the existence of Techlahoma because the initiatives were there. There was just no like combining force location that they could kind of all congregate. So Techlahoma has always been a very open space for anyone in Oklahoma, not just the metros, but anywhere. We have a Slack community of over 5,000 people. There are people in there from around the world, really. Mm-hmm. Mostly you're going to see Oklahomans, of course, but there are people that spoke at previous conferences that are in different countries. And we see people collaborating in the Slack community and in virtual meetups. And we see this like sense of camaraderie of helping each other out and hey, I can't figure out what's wrong with my code. Can you come help me? And someone else in the Slack community will help them or finding their first tech job, figuring out if they're getting paid enough. Mm-hmm. We have all sorts of those kinds of problems. And that's not just a Tulsa problem. It's not just an Oklahoma problem. Yeah. But it's something that we try and communicate and convey that we want to be there as a sense of community. We want to be there for anyone who needs help so that they can thrive. Yeah. And I think it's so the Slack space is extremely conducive to kind of this pandemic era that we're (laughs) in post pandemic era that we're kind of living through where asynchronous Mm -hmm. is is the way there's zoom there's all these ways to connect online and i think that that's probably allowed for the community to to grow in a a, a probably non-unique way in the sense that a lot of these folks in these occupations have been online but driving more people to be online to then be exposed to those communities that exist online which is pretty cool to think about um, and I and I thought about that a lot when I for a while I've been in the Techlahoma Slack channel for probably like a year and a half or so. And I was like, man, these four channels are kind of quiet. And then I when you were at the when we were at the town hall, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a channel browser where you can look at all of yes. the channels. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like probably a hundred. I was yeah. like, why yeah. was I only in like three of these? Right. Like, yes. The job board ones popping. But like yes. some of them are just like every other day or so there's a message but like i'm sure those like all of those groups are are just popping every other day or whatever and it was so funny this morning one of the channels that i joined at the town hall meeting you sent a message in and i was like i want to be involved in this group (laughs) and because you were like nobody's responded in like a year and i was like i want to be involved (laughs) it just takes yeah it just takes that exposure kind of it really does and there's so many groups in that slack community i mean the slack community existed prior to COVID. Um, We were streaming a lot of stuff prior to COVID. So we kind of had that 
um, I guess, leg up in the matter with that. But the Slack community is very much community driven. Mm -hmm. So if there's a topic that people are really passionate about, they will make that channel popping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they will get people talking. They, they will. If the topic has kind of faded away and people aren't interested in it anymore, they aren't interested. We have a memes channel. For a while, there was a channel of showing like your cool desktop and like how you wanted to have your desktop set up. Like, which is really important. By it the is. Way. Like, it I, is. I bought my first computer. Like, I, it sounds weird to say that, but like, I bought my first desktop computer. Okay. Like, early in 2021. And I had like the damnedest time with it, honestly. <laughs> I ended up going through like two different consoles, or I guess like towers, because I, you know, do you want to buy a pre build? Do you want to build it on your own? Like that decision was like so scary because I was like, I don't even know how to, so I don't even scary. know what all I need. Like, yes. how do I know? I'm just going to go with the pre build. And then the two pre builds I bought didn't work within like two months. I had to like oh, get no. two new ones. And I was like, this is crazy. And like, I don't know. I, I didn't didn't really know where to go for like advice resource or whatever other than like google and now i'm thinking like i tech would like to see what someone <laughs> from tech well they would probably show me the L the yes. neon lights the led lights like how the desk They're like ergonomics i need 100%. i need a recommendation on a chair right now because oh, like i it, you know chairs, chairs are so important like my i have four lovely cats that are are my babies and I bought this chair from Ikea and I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a nice chair. Within like three months, it's ripped shreds. So yes. we, we can't do that anymore. Yeah, no, my computer that I have at home was custom built, but I did not build it. The dream. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend, shout out Liza, that is very into building PCs. And so I picked out the pretty case that had the LED light on the front yes. and I picked that. And she picked out the inside for me and put it together and it runs smoothly. I picked out my monitor because I wanted the giant screen monitor. Yeah. My husband instead got a TV to be his monitor because he's ridiculous. Yes. So there's there's all sorts of options. But I frequently asked the people in the Tecklahoma Slack group, is this right? Should I get this? Do I need that? What about this? Yeah. All of the time. And and answers answers came, which is awesome. That, that's I love I love the idea of like Slack communities just being kind of that like help help <laughs> like, yes <laughs> please on any topic. Another thing that we talked about earlier as kind of one of the offerings of uh, Techlahoma and and one of the things that you guys do in large scale were these conferences, and I'm, yeah. I'm really kind of curious about how those go. You've got the 200 OK, and tell me if I'm saying any of these wrong. The UX OK Design Conference and the Thunder Plains Conference. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about these conferences and their structure. Sure. So 200 OK and Thunder Plains are very similar. 200 OK, if you've ever gotten like a 404 error on your computer, OK, 200 OK is what comes back when everything's good. Oh, OK. So you hopefully never see that unless you're actually a developer and working in there. Yeah. So it's kind of a little pun there. But Oklahoma tends to be very punny especially if I'm involved, I will make it more punny. But 200 OK is a web developer conference. We consider web dev a lot of things. Web dev, I know, is like sometimes seems like a limited concept, but it's not. Mm -hmm. We If it's vaguely related to web dev, it's web dev for us. Yeah. So 200 OK it has been around since 20, well, it's our Tulsa web dev conference. 
Thunder Plains is going to be similar. It's in Oklahoma City. It's a regional web developer conference, so it's going to be a little bit bigger. We do tend to see more people from out of state coming to that conference. We also have a little bit more of a JavaScript-specific focus on Thunder Plains. That one also always has two tracks, so that means we have two speakers speaking at the same time about different topics, meaning... There's a lot going on. It's a big conference, a lot of chaos, but controlled, hopefully. Yes. Right. UXOK is our newest conference. So that one is going to have its third year this year. The first year was entirely virtual. Thank you, COVID. Mm -hmm. The second year was in person at the Tulsa Library. And this year, it's going to be in Oklahoma City. The user experience conference is kind of interesting because... You're doing a user experience and user design conference. So when we look at that, we want it to, we want the attendees to be our users. Mm -hmm. So we want them to have a good experience. So we try and do something a little bit creative. Last year, we had a s'mores bar at the after party and a Christini bar for the snack. Oh, Just like fun, interesting, something you wouldn't normally expect at a conference. Yeah. We had an activity hour where groups were given like 30 to 45 minutes to come up with a solution to a problem. And once they solved the problem, we like ranked them and figured them out. And some of these designs were incredible that they got done in just such a short amount of time. It was like a very mini hackathon. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty neat. And I think we're going to continue doing that this year. So that's the newest conference. The other two are a little more established. But all three conferences are significantly cheaper than you're going to see in a normal tech conference where it's $2,000 for five minutes. right? Yeah. So they're a lot cheaper. We have student pricing. We work with corporate sponsors. So they're getting representation. We really like seeing local companies come out and take their team and take a day to learn and experience and come together. So. Yeah, that's really cool. And I, I, I kind of noticed the um, spirit of that definitely at the town hall with kind of the corporate sponsorship element there, which you had like a presenting sponsor there, which was really awesome. Yeah, too. yeah. And kind of, I think you kind of articulated this really well um, at the town hall when you were talking about just the importance of a corporate presence in Tacklehoma spaces is just to know that like, obviously, a lot of these companies especially if they're tech companies or even if they're uh, tech adjacent companies would not be operating to the same level of magnitude, if not for the technologists, right. for the people that are in this community and to kind of give them that light. Yes, exactly. <laughs> especially when it shined, kind of shied away from maybe either from a personality perspective or just, you know, I don't know, it, it feels like uh, tech work sometimes is seen and considered more behind the scenes. But I think I'm seeing more as this industry is growing, the need for it to be highlighted more, one, as a way to like value, to show value for the work, and two, to also highlight like how technology is kind of one of those interesting industries where I wouldn't say it's entirely equitable when it comes to like, like wages and, and things like that, but it is one of the higher paying occupations where the, I guess, really where the the amount of your skills and the amount, the hard the harder you work and kind of all of those things equate to some type of dollar amount that feels equivalent to what you're right. worth a little bit more than some other places i, I yeah. guess 
I, I don't want to throw too many comparisons out there without hard facts, but just from a, an observational perspective, it kind of feels like that. So it's definitely important to in- include that corporate perspective. Yeah, yeah. We see a lot of people switching from different careers coming into tech for more of that wage stability, for the ability to come into something without a college degree, to be able to make money and earn based on what you can do and not because everyone gets paid the same amount of money. Techlahoma mm-hmm. is very big on the fact that you do not have to have a traditional four-year education to be good at your job. Yeah. And that's something we really are trying to strive for and advocate for. We have an Oklahoma City program that's going to be starting up this year that's going to feature a six-month coding boot camp part-time followed by four months of a paid internship. And that's really exciting for us. We're very, very happy. And if everything goes well, hopefully we can bring that to Tulsa as well. Yeah. But it's a really exciting opportunity. And we're going to be able to say, like, look, these people, they didn't get a four-year degree. And they are still able to accomplish and complete all of these things. And that's awesome. Yeah. Right? The scrappiness of the industry is is really important to, yeah. to highlight. And yeah. I, I love that. I, I think Holberton does a great job of kind of oh, showing 100%. that as well. Yeah. And it's it's not necessarily a, you know, you have to put in X amount of hours in this thing to be good at something. Right. Like, kind of like you right. mentioned. And I, I think that that's kind of, the direction that the industry is is hopefully going, yeah. but, you know, we're we're in the in the game of recruitment services and hiring, and and you know, you still do see like some entry level coding jobs wanting a four year degree, and it's like, yeah. how can that be entry level? <laughs> no, I uh, I can't quote the specifics because I don't recall what it was, but there was a coding language that's relatively new. I'm going to say ten years old. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on this, and basically. It was 10 years old and there was a guy who was applying to do a position that included the work there and they were asking for 15 years experience and the language was 10 years old and he created it. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And these kinds of things happen and Techlahoma is very much an advocate for people that we can do anything we set our minds to and like let's kind of make this tech space a space that's open and welcoming and ready to accept people where they are and train them up and get them to the place they need to be to make everyone succeed. Yeah. And and encouraging lifelong learning too is, right. is something I, I see as like a huge oh, value. hundred percent. So that's awesome. I, I love that. I love that our kind of conversation has gone towards that because I feel like a lot of these things are probably touched on at the conferences. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. So Let's talk. Yeah, I, I don't. It's it's almost like maybe it's my. It could be my phone or one of us is retrieving something, is gonna... like getting a little message or something. One last thing about the conferences that I wanted to bring up was that um, they are all. You can register for all of them probably now, right? If you if or if you're curious, how would you get? How would you attend one of these conferences? Yeah. <laughs> so on our website on techlahoma.org, you can look at all of our conferences. You can register right now for 200 OK. The other two conferences, I don't believe registrations open quite yet. But to get alerted about all of that, if you go to techlahoma.org, you can subscribe to our email. 
And that's a great way to know. We also just launched a formal membership platform. So we, anyone who attends any event is a member of Techlahoma. We will never stop that from happening as long as I'm around. Yeah. Um, that we want to make sure that this is an open space, a communal space. But we have added some membership tiered levels to give some extra perks. So with the tiered levels, one of them gives you a discount to conferences and a discount swag. The other one does the same at a higher amount. And also you can get exclusive swag. So uh, we're hoping to get some more additional benefits and features for those. Um, I mentioned that because if you wanted a discount on the conference or getting a membership. Yeah, being so, a member. And yeah. and Techlahoma is a nonprofit, so all of, right. all of the money is going to a good cause. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I will mention we're entirely volunteer run except for myself. So all the money is literally going back into programming. It's yeah. back into um, educating people in tech and making sure that everything's getting covered and that we're reaching as many people as we can. Yeah, which is so cool. And and just to plug, it looks like um, uh, the 200 OK conference is on May 12th of 2023. So it's coming up uh, yeah. here pretty soon. Um, and it's at Holberton. Our friends at Holberton um, generously offered to host us. So that's really exciting. We're excited to kind of have like that different type of venue that a normal conference would. So yes. And oh my gosh, if you haven't been to the Holberton space and you're local to Tulsa, like it's you, amazing. you should so come to this conference to get introduced. Yes. It's awesome. Um, rounding out kind of our discussion here, I'd, I'd love to kind of talk about, you know, what are your vision and goals for the year with, with Techlahoma? How are you um, planning on growing? And, and also, yeah. how can people get involved? Sure. So I mentioned a little bit about how people can get involved already. But if you're interested in volunteering, if you're interested in donating, if you're interested in sponsoring, if you're interested in literally anything about Techlahoma, feel free to reach out to me directly. You can also go to techlahoma.org. A lot of those links um, that are emails also come to me directly. <laughs> so uh, but it'll just file it away to the appropriate link that I need it to go to. So that would be wonderful. Um, in terms of visions and goals for this year, we are starting this internship program in Oklahoma City. That's going to be taking up a decent amount of time. Our new president and vice president, so our president is Daniel Ashcraft and our vice president is Jasmine Kendricks. Both of them have really taken the initiative that they're going to try and focus in on making sure we're not just hitting the same locations of Tulsa and Oklahoma City. We want to... Um, hit like host workshops in locations where people may not necessarily have access to free educational resources. So um, making everything a little more accessible, a little more available. Accessibility um, was a big push in Thunder Plains. Our Thunder Plains conference literally could have been an accessibility conference with how many people we had submissions um, about accessibility with. Yeah. So I think I'm going to see that push happening this year as well. Um, and just kind of honing in, getting back to our roots, making sure that we're still um, connecting to that grassroots community and empowering that community to do what you all do best. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I, I want to, I think this might be something I say now with the like kind of roundup section of every <laughs> episode, but like, um, if you want to be a part of this community, if you want to be, uh, like, I guess what it, what it takes 
kind of, and this maybe this is just an affirmation for myself, but um, putting yourself out there, putting yeah. yourself, getting out of 100%. your comfort zone is the way that you find community sometimes. We don't bite. Yes. <laughs> I, I, and, you know, I joined Techlahoma from a random user group meetup and I was one of two people to show up and I ended up talking for three hours to this person. Now this person's my best, one of my best friends. Yeah. So um, you really like, it's, it's a welcoming community. We are here to help serve you and to make your life better. Yeah. So come on down. The price, price is, is right. right. <laughs> I love that. I, I, I just think that, that point is so important, especially when, um, you know, kind of at least for me in my life and kind of some folks in my vicinity and, and community is that it's been like, you know, we've been in COVID or whatever for like two, two to three years now, almost. It's like finding community feels like the hardest thing to do when a lot of communities exist online or um, and, and that can be super meaningful, but it also can be equally as challenging for main maintenance of that community. And yeah. so just want to encourage any listeners out there that it is it is OK to be un to navigate the uncomfortable. And there are people also doing it at the same time as you. So I, I got one of the biggest compliments today. Someone said they came to a user group meetup and they felt comfortable, even though they knew nothing about tech. That's awesome. And I was like, thank you. Yeah, that is what we want. You if you know absolutely nothing, feel free to come. We're like, like I said, we don't bite. Yes. Come on down. Price is right style. Is, it's fine. <laughs> it can be the smallest interest. It can be the smallest seed of an interest, the size of a mustard exactly. seed. Um, and who knows where it'll go? You, you just have to, to make that exactly. step. Um, Emily, I've had such a good time talking yeah, to you. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks <laughs> thank, for having me. Thank you. Um, anything else that you'd like to plug kind of about Oklahoma or um, or really just anything you want to uh, yeah. direct our users or anything you want to direct our listeners to? Yeah, um, check out techloma.org. I'll plug a couple other nonprofits. So Oklahoma Women in Technology, that's another great group to get involved with. Um, if you haven't heard of them, they offer scholarships for people under 18 that are interested in tech and STEM in general. Um, they also have some mentor circles that are really great. Also, TIPROS, Tulsa Young Professionals, that's another group to definitely chat with. Um, and then overall, I'm definitely connect with me on LinkedIn, Emily Harden, um, Techloma Foundation. I'm there. Um, I'm happy to connect with people, chat with people. I apologize if I meet you 10 times and forget your name, but I'm here and happy to meet you 10 times. I love it. <laughs> 2023 is also the year of grace. So. Yes, love that. <laughs> love that. We are giving the grace this year. Thank you so much, Emily. I really appreciate it. Thanks for it. having me. For our listeners of Grow With Us looking for new opportunities, please join our talent network to stay in touch with our featured jobs and opportunities. You can visit our talent.intulsa website. That's talent.intulsa.com. And by joining our talent network, you will get access to our newsletter where you can stay up to date with our latest career advice, featured opportunities with Intulsa partner companies, and our placement success stories. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when more episodes of Grow With Us are released. And let us know what you think about how we're doing by rating and reviewing. Huge thank you to our editors at Rant9 Production and Jesse Ulrich. This has been Grow With Us. Grow With Us.